0: Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Christopher Haciotis, your temporary host, sitting in for Tracy V. Wilson this week. Today is December 14th, and Roald Amundsen reached the South Pole on this day in 1911. Born in what's now Norway in 1872, Amundsen was born into a nautical family, a family of captains and shipbuilders, ship owners. His mother wanted him to be a doctor, so Amundsen attended university with that intent. But when she passed away when he was in his early 20s, he dropped out and took to the seas as a polar explorer. He explored Antarctica with a Belgian team in the final years of the 19th century— and about five years later, was the first to make a successful expedition through Canada's Northwest Passage, which connects the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. He was inspired by Robert Peary reaching the North Pole in 1909. In fact, he wasn't just inspired, he'd, he'd actually been planning his own trek to the North Pole, so instead, Amundsen decided to head for the South Pole. He set off on June 3, 1910, and though he was planning to head south, he knew the plan all along, but he allowed people who financed his trip to believe he was going to the North Pole. The same held true for his crew, but when they reached the Portuguese archipelago of Madeira, he let them know about the change in plans, and six months later, they arrived at the Ross Ice Shelf in Antarctica. The crew set up base and named it Framheim and spent months preparing for the trek to the pole. Amundsen had learned much from the Inuit people while exploring the North Pole and adopted some of their sealskin technology rather than relying on wool clothing, for example. The first attempt for the pole took place in September of 1911. But it didn't work out, and the team that departed had to turn back. A month later, for the second time, Amundsen and four others set out. This was on October 19, 1911. They took four sledges and 52 dogs, and the plan was actually to eat some of the dogs along the way. And nearly after crossing ice and snow for two months straight, Amundsen and his team arrived at the South Pole on December 14, 1911. Now, it was another month and a half back to their base camp, then a few months on to Australia, where he finally announced his successful expedition. You can read Amundsen's own account of the journey in his 1912 book, The South Pole, an account of the Norwegian Antarctic expedition in the Fram, 1910-1912. Now, Amundsen was called brave, he was called prepared, he was called smart, but in his own words, he attributed the success of the expedition to preparation. In his own words, he wrote, I may say that this is the greatest factor, the way in which the expedition is equipped, the way in which every difficulty is foreseen and precautions taken for meeting or avoiding it. Victory awaits him who has everything in order. Luck, people call it. Defeat is certain for him who has neglected to take the necessary precautions in time. This is called bad luck. Now, speaking of defeat, here's the thing I haven't told you yet. Amundsen wasn't the only explorer trying to reach the South Pole. There's another character crucial to this story, and that's a British man by the name of Robert Falcon Scott. In fact, Scott and Amundsen were in a heated competition to make it to the South Pole first. And you know that Amundsen was the first person to reach the Pole. Scott's tale of failure, though, is fascinating in its own right, and includes English pride, ponies devoured by orca, and tens of thousands of cigars. Good stuff. In fact, if you'd like to learn more about the race to the South Pole, Give a listen to the September 22nd, 2010 episode of our Stuff You Missed in History Class podcast, which is aptly titled The Race to the South Pole. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on this show, and you can subscribe to This Day in History Class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or any place you like to find podcasts. Make sure to listen tomorrow when we delve into the death of an American cultural leader and icon of resistance.